0: What's up? This is Hector Nahara and you're listening to The Unashamed Podcast. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to our second episode of The Unashamed Podcast. Um, I'm excited for today. I'm excited to share what God has placed in my heart. And I'm also excited to start a new series. And the new series is called Why Should I Believe or Why Do I Believe?, and this is going to be a three-part series, the first part starting today. And the first part, I'm super-duper excited to talk about. And, you know, it may be simple, and but also it can also be complicated at the same time, you know, because I'm going to talk about God today. Why should I believe in God? And why do we believe in God? Why should me, why should I as a Christian believe in God as a... Person in general, why should we believe that a God exists and that our God exists? Why should we believe that? And that is what I would like to talk to you guys about today in this in this episode. So yeah, part one, why should I believe in God? Why do I believe in God? And I'm very excited to talk about this because I think it's a lot of um, it, it can be a touchy subject because a lot of people are like, they don't believe in God. And I mean, I hope the people that are listening to this, um, whether you believe in God or not, you're open to believing in the idea of a God existing. And if you're listening to this, then I know that you're almost on the fence. You know, you're about to join the team of believing in God. And I hope you you decide that. But it's not about what I say or, you know, what other people tell you. It's whenever you have that first experience with God, you're going to realize like, man, God is really real. Like he's not just a made up entity or deity. He's a real, real person. He's real. And he wants to have a relationship with me. And I think, you know, the first evidence for God, the first evidence to me that, you know, that points out, you know, there is a God, a God exists, is just looking at nature. Like, he created everything so beautifully. You know, he created nature, he created uh, humans, he created animals, he created rocks, plants, sand. Desert, the tropics, oceans, water, you know, he created everything in nature. And it's just amazing to see how, you know, someone so it it takes a genius, it takes an artist to create everything that has been created. And, you know, I don't think it's fair to say that a, you know, a collision, a bang would create all this beautiful you know, matter and all these beautiful things, I think a collision or a bang would just create chaos and destruction. Like, I don't think that a, a bang or a collision of comets and asteroids would create something so beautiful, would Would create life. And, you know, life is not just a simple thing. It's a, a matter of complexity. It's like a bunch of complex cellul- cells and, you know, it's it's complex. So something, you know, random like that could not create something so beautiful and complex. You know, life is very complex and you know, everyone has cells and tissue and organs and like it's complicated yet. Yeah, it's very simple. And God is just so amazing and he's his artistic value is just through the roof. Like it's it's crazy to see how God created all things. And you know, I just wanna point out what the Bible says in Colossians 1, 15 through 17. It says, it's talking about Christ, but how Christ can, you know, bring out an image of God. So I'm going to read it. For, uh, Colossians 1, 15 through 16. It says, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He, is, he existed before anything was created and is supreme above all creation. So that is the Bible Talking about Christ and how Christ was, you know, existed before anything, yet he is superior to all creation. For through him, God created everything. So, through Jesus, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else and he holds all creation together. So, you know, that is just a very beautiful passage. It's, you know, God created everything, everything through Jesus, and Jesus is the one that holds all things together. You know, God created kingdoms, um, thrones, rulers, authorities, everything. And if we go back to creation, Genesis 1-1, you know, God created the world. God, There was chaos, there was darkness, there was unsettling, you know, There was nothing, and God created it. God created everything. God brought peace. God brought, you know, color. God brought life to the world, and that is what he did. He created everything so beautifully. He created everything with a plan. He created everything with a purpose, you know, and it's not just, oh, God created the earth, and, you know, that's the end of it. It's not like he was a... Watchmaker or a clockmaker, and he just let you know everyone just do whatever, and he just peaced out. I'll see you guys when I see you guys, and that's the end of it. No, God created everything to have a relationship with everyone, He created the world so that we can enjoy, He created the world, He created the earth for our benefit, and that is what nature shows us. You know, nature shows us the fruit of cause and effect what I mean by that. If we sow something, we're going to reap a harvest. If you sow beans, you're not going to reap, you know, oranges or bananas. You're going to reap uh, and see the harvest of beans. That's just, you know, cause and effect. That is the the rule of nature. And to say there is no God is like, okay, where, do, where did all of these laws of nature come from? You know, there had to be someone to create. There had to be someone to think about these laws of nature, these laws that, you know they tell nature what to do. Someone had to tell nature what to do. Who told the sun to rise and to set? Who told the moon to come out? And like it, someone had to do it. And I believe that that person was God. Listen to what Psalm 19:1. Through three says it says the heavens proclaim the glory of God the skies display His craftsmanship day after day they continue to speak night after night they make Him known they speak without a sound or word their voice is never heard yet their messages has their message has gone throughout the earth and their words throughout the world so it's just you know this is David speaking about the heavens proclaiming the glory of God and the skies just today. This evening, just when the sun is setting, just go outside and admire God's creation, admire the sunset. Especially, I live in Oklahoma, so we have some, I would say, the best sunsets you know a man could ever dream of. I can just go outside and you know, it's beautiful. I saw, I see all of these colors, I see orange and purple and pink, and it's crazy to you know, it's crazy to see the beautiful craftsmanship and creative, uh, creative power of God. And that's really what, what he, what he is. He's a creative God. He's a loving God. He's an artistic God. And you know, he loves his creation and he created, I believe he created nature so that we could admire nature. Yeah. That's an important thing. We could admire nature, but also so that we could admire him. We can admire his creation. And I'm not, I haven't even touched, you know, on humans yet. On, you know, human life. Right now, all I'm talking about is nature, is just simply nature, just what we see outside every day. You know, we see God's handprint on every single thing. He gave life. He gave his breath he gave his color he gave his wisdom to all of these things that you know that they, they have to have a point of ref- reference and i believe god is that point of reference i don't think you know the world would make sense i don't think the world would do what it does if it wasn't for jesus you know if jesus and god you know god created the world through jesus but if it wasn't for god there would just there would still be chaos there there wouldn't be a purpose there wouldn't be an essence to life there wouldn't be anything beautiful in fact if it wasn't for god none of us or nothing would ever exist and nothing would be here there wouldn't be anything but god decided to create a beautiful heaven a beautiful earth that we could enjoy you know, yeah, I'm all for taking care of the earth, but I also believe that the earth is here to benefit us. You know, we're here to use the earth. We're here to, we're here to reap from the earth. And you know, it's just beautiful that God created it for us. He created it for our use. He created it for our purpose. And, you know, and that's what that's the whole point of God creating nature of him creating earth. He wanted there to be something there that would point to him. And that's exactly what the earth does. That That's exactly what the stars do. That's exactly what, you know, cr- creation does. That is the whole point of nature is to point to God. And that is just something so beautiful that, you know, that exists. Listen to what Romans 1 20 says. It says, For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth through earth and sky, through everything God made. They can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. And that's powerful. That's God. uh, Excuse me. That's Paul speaking through God. Wow, you know, look at everything that God created. We can clearly see His invisible qualities, His power, and His divine nature. So us as humans, we have no excuse for not knowing God. Why? Because we can see, we can clearly see His power. We can clearly see His divine nature in everything that exists. It's because of God. We can see His qualities. You don't even have to believe you don't have to have faith. You don't have to be a Christian to have evidence for God. Just go outside, breathe in the air, breathe in that oxygen, you know, just breathe it all in and you'll start to think, wow, like this came from somewhere. Someone created all of this. Someone is behind. Someone had the blueprint. Someone had. Someone was a ma- mastermind be all, be, behind all of this, you know, beauty. And yes, that is, it's God. It's definitely the creative power, that beautiful essence of life that God gives to things. And yeah, that is the power of nature. The power of nature is to benefit us, but also to point us to God, just as Paul said in in Romans. And so yeah, the first part is nature. Why should I believe in God? Just look at nature. Just look at the things that he created. Just look at all those beautiful things that point us to him. The second point that I want to talk about right now is Human individuality. And I think this is a very, very important one because just think about it. Every single person in the world is unique. Every single person in the world is unique. You know, every single person has individual qualities that you know, define that person, that they mark that person, and they show that that person is different from the next. There's no two people in this world that are identical, a hundred percent. You know, maybe we have, we do have twins and twins exist and they, perhaps they look alike. Some of them don't even look alike, but even though they look alike, they're not the same person. They don't act the same. They don't have the same attitude. They don't have the same personality. They don't have the same qualities. Then, that just shows the individuality of creation. That just shows the individuality of humans. And that just shows the power and creative imagination of God. He created every single person to be unique. He created every single person with an individual purpose and an individual plan. It's amazing to see that. You know, just look at your friend group. Look at your family. Everyone is different and everyone is has an individuality to them. That's so beautiful and it's so important. Look what Psalm 139, 13 through 16 says. It says, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was formed in my utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. And that's David speaking about, you know, God. That's David speaking about creation. That's David speaking about how we were created. You know, God had that plan and purpose for our lives. He, he, he knew what he was doing. And, you know, we're not, humans are not just accidents. They're not just the result of, you know, a sexual relationship between their parents. No, that is, you know, I mean, that's how we got here. Yes. But it was a plan through God. He thought about us. He breathed his life into us. He gave us a a life that is worth living. He gave us an individuality that makes us different. He gave us, you know, all qualities that make us different and make us unique. You know, and I thank God every day that there's not multiple hectares in the world. <laughs> you know because if there was multiple me's in the world, this the people that like me would be overwhelmed and the people that don't like me will be definitely overwhelmed. So every, everyone would just be overwhelmed. But I thank God because we're not all the same. We all have something to bring to the table. We all have something to do for the kingdom. And whether you know you're a minister, you're a teacher, whatever you do outside of church, You know, that makes you you. God gave you desires. God gave you plans. God gave you goals. You know, there's some people that are engineers. There's some people that are doctors. There's some people that are lawyers. There's people that are politicians, roofers, plumbers. You know, everyone has a purpose. Everyone has a plan. Everyone has something that drives them and everyone has something that makes them happy. And I thank God for that, that we're not all the same. There's preachers, there's apostles, there's prophets, there's evangelists, there's pastors, there's teachers. You know, there's within the five callings, there's different individuality that separates people. And whether you're you believe that you're called to the ministry, you know, you're not always going to be able to do everything. There's going to be other people that are, you know, talented and God-gifted human being, human individuals that are gifted at doing a calling. And we're not always going to be able to do everything. But that's a beautiful part about life is that everyone has something to bring to the table. Everyone has something to give. And that's just the beautiful thing of, you know, of God's imagination. He, he planned it all out. He knew what he was doing. He gave everyone a specific calling. He gave everyone a specific hunger. But a beautiful thing about that is that we all hunger after the same thing. We all have a void in our heart that we want to fill. And it's only it's only getting filled through God. God knew what he was doing when he created humans. And I think he purposely placed the hunger inside of our souls that could only be satisfied through him. So no matter what I do, no matter what I go after, no matter what I try to find pleasure in, nothing is going to truly satisfy me until I seek God wholeheartedly. Nothing is truly going to give me that the fulfillment in life, nothing is going to make me feel like I finally have lived a good life until I find fulfillment in the Father. And that is what we all have to do. You know, I believe that, yeah, we all have different callings. We all have different goals. We all have things we str- we strive after. But ultimately, the only thing that's going to give you satisfaction, the only thing that's going to satisfy your soul is seeking after God. And, you know, that is a very important thing that points to the realness of God is that every single person, no matter where you find yourself, no matter what you're doing, you're always trying to constantly fill a void in your life. You're always trying to fill that void, you know, and where did that void come from? Or where does that hunger come from? Where does it come from? And who can only satisfy it? It's only God that can satisfy it. It's only God that can give you that true pleasure that you're seeking. It's only God. And I think that points, you know, to his to the realness of God even more because we all have it inside of us. Every person that I've ever met always tells me, you know, I have this void inside of my heart and you can live a good life. You can come from a blessed family and you will still feel that hunger inside of your soul. And it's because God is calling out to you. You know, the Bible says we didn't love God first. He first loved us. So that that is what attracts us to God is that he showed us his love first. He showed us his love before we could even think about it. So, you know, I just, I'm very happy that God created us all different. He created us all unique. And, you know, it's amazing to see 7 billion people in the world and they're all different. They're not all the same. It's, it's amazing. It's beautiful to see God's creative power. It's amazing and beautiful to see how God would thought about us all. And he knows, you know, the Bible says he knows the number of hairs on our head. And that's not even your mom knows that not even your doctor knows that it's it's amazing to see God knows everything about you. And it's a beautiful thing. Look at what Ephesians two ten says. It says, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us a new in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. And this is, you know, this is the essence of life. This is, this verse right here inspires me to seek after God. Why? Because I'm his masterpiece. You that you're listening today, you are God's masterpiece. You have a value. You have a purpose. You have purpose to your life. You're not worthless. God sent his son to die for you. You are God's masterpiece. God created you in his image and you are created a new person in Christ. So it doesn't matter what you've done prior to today. It doesn't matter. You're, you know, God's grace, God's love, it overpowers a multitude of sins. God's love is greater than any sin you could, you can commit. Like you are created new in Christ. So the purpose of us being created was for us to be born again through Christ. And you know, when we are born through Christ, we can finally live the good things that God has for us. We can finally do the things that God has for us. We can finally find pleasure and life and satisfaction. Why? Because we are living under the will of God. We are living under the direction of God. And until, you know, you make that decision to call out to God, until you make that decision to live a life for God, then you're never going to feel that satisfaction. You're never going to be able to to do those things that bring you the ultimate satisfaction and you're never going to be able to do those things. You know that God has planned for you long ago. You're never going to be able to do those things and because why those things only come through God. If we, if you want to find out your purpose, you have to go through God. That's the only way that we can find our purpose. He created us. He knows everything about us. So if I want to find my purpose, you know, why am I looking in people to find my purpose? Why am I looking in books to find my purpose? No, we have to look to God. God is the one that is going to give us our purpose. Why? Because He created us. He knows everything about us, and He's the one that will point us to the truth. So the purpose of us being created was to be born again through Christ, why? So that we can do the good things that God had planned for us long ago. And now I would like to read First Peter 4:10 through 11. And this is what it says. It says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them all to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. And you know, it's beautiful to see. It's beautiful To see that God has given us all a gift, that God has given us all a calling. You know, if you're a speaker, then speak with all of your might, but speak as if God is speaking through you. If God gave you the gift of helping others, then help others as if you were helping Jesus Christ himself. Do it with a love that only comes from God. Do it with, you know, that satisfaction that only God can give you. And when you do those things that God has planned out for you, I promise you, you will feel The ultimate satisfaction. There's no better thing than going after your calling. There's no better feeling in the world than doing and knowing you're doing the right thing and knowing you're doing the thing that God has called you for and the thing that He has created you for. There's no better feeling than that. And that is why I believe, you know, that God is real. He gave us all individuality, He gave us all he made us all unique. He gave us all a calling. He gave us all different names. He gave us all different colors and skin tones and everything. We're all created uniquely. We're all created beautifully. And, you know, that's just a beautiful part. Of God is that he knew what he was doing when he created you. You know, God definitely knew what he was doing. God knows what he's doing with you. God knows what he's doing with every single person. God kn- knew what he was doing when he created the heavens and the earth and he created the sky and mountains and grass and trees. God knew. Nature points us to God. Nature points us to the you know the the the, gen, the genius of god nature points us to that so does humans so do humans human individuality humans point us to god why because we're all created different and we all have a divine and we all have a purpose a calling or you know something that gives us value something that gives you you know that satisfaction in life every human has that and it is something that is given through god and the third point that I want to t- touch on today, you know, there's a lot of points that point us to God. There's a lot of evidence for the realness of God. But the third point that I want to talk about today is, I think, the best evidence for God. You know, it's I believe that it's the very best evidence, the very best thing that points us to God. And it's, you know, a bold statement to make, but I believe that it is very true. And I believe that the best evidence for God is transformed lives. The best evidence for God is transformed lives. You know, God is the one that transforms life. And we all have a sinful nature. That sinful nature comes through Adam and Eve. That sinful nature is not our choice. We're born with it through, you know, our ancestors, through the choices and decisions that they made. Sin came into the world. So we all have to live with that. But... That is not where our story ends We all have a redemption story We all have a coming to Jesus story And that is what I think is the most beautiful Um quality of God is that he redeems you. He gives you a new life. He gives you a purpose. He gives you a destiny. He gives you love. He fills your life with his life. He gives you his life. He gives you his joy. He gives you his satisfaction. He gives you his strength. And that is what I believe is the ultimate, you know, that paints us the picture of God that makes us believe that God is real is that he transforms lives. He picks us up from our sinful nature. He picks us up from our sin. He calls you his son. He calls you his daughter. He picks you up. He gives you a new purpose. He gives you a new plan. He gives you those things that you longed for, those things that you were looking for in the wrong places. God gives you the right things, but we have to call out to him. Look at what Revelation 3.20 says. It says, Look, stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. So look what the Bible is telling us. Here, God, Jesus is saying, stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in. So if we hear God's voice, open the door. If you're hearing God's voice, open the door. Do not reject God's voice. That is the biggest mistake you can make. When you feel that God is calling you to do something, do it. Open the door and God will come in. Do not neglect the voice of God. Why? Because we will never find our purpose. When We will never find our ultimate satisfaction. If you hear God's voice, open the door. Why? Because God is calling you and He wants to share a meal with you. He wants to give you His blessings. He wants to give you His purpose. He wants to give you those things that you are longing for that can only come through Him. And that is the beautiful nature of God, is that whenever you call out to him whenever you seek him. I promise you a hundred times out of a hundred times you will find him. And I just want to apologize if you guys hear my Bible flipping around. You know, I'm looking through the scriptures that I can share with you. And yes, I still believe in having you know a paper Bible, I'm old school, but you know that's how I learn. That's how I like to do things. But yeah. You know, it's a beautiful thing to see how God loves us all. is a It's a beautiful thing to see transformation in lives. You know, I can think of people that I know that were once, you know, living a life full of sin and God rescued them. God blessed them. God gave them a beautiful family. God gave them all of these things that, you know, they could have never imagined. And that is what God does. He gives you Things that are better than you could ever imagine. He gives you things that, you know, they blow your mind. They blow you away. But that comes with surrender. We have to find pleasure in surrendering to God. We have to find pleasure in surrendering to God and giving Him our all. We have to give Him our all. That is... You know, that is what is going to bring us joy. That is what is going to bring us the ultimate joy that can only be found through God is surrender. We have to surrender. We have to surrender. Listen to what Romans 5 says. It says, Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us because of our faith. Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand. We can confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. And, you know, I think that is one of my favorite verses. We can now, we have this undeserved privilege. Why? Through Christ, we have received this undeserved privilege where we can now stand and confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. It is not through our strength. it is Transformation does not come through our strength. Transformation comes through God's power. Transformation comes when you decide to surrender to God. When you say, you know what, God, I'm tired of looking in the wrong places. I'm tired of feeling like I'm not enough. I'm tired of running out of places to search for my purpose, to search for plans, to search for desires, to search for something that is going to fill the void inside of my heart. You have to make that decision and you can promise, I promise you, you can make that decision today and your life will never be the same. Choose to surrender to God and you would feel like you have this privilege, this undeserved privilege where you can confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. Just as Romans 5, 1 and 2 says, We can confidently and joyfully look to the future because we know that we one day will share God's glory in heaven and it is nothing that we can do. It is only the power that comes through God. It is that transformation power that I believe is the best evidence for God. Why? Because it transforms lives. Nothing else in this world can transform lives. It doesn't matter how much counseling you take. It doesn't matter how many self-help books you take. There is nothing that can transform your life like the power of God. And that power is available for you today. That power is available for you every day. All you have to do is, when you hear God's voice, open the door. Just as I read previous, hear God's voice, open the door, and He will come to you. You know, and that is the beautiful thing about God is that He doesn't reject you, He doesn't neglect you. Just choose God, call out to Him and He will come. The Bible says, everyone that calls out to his name shall be saved. So call out to God's name. And no matter what you're doing, no matter where you find yourself, God will reach down and save you. But we have to make that initial contact. We have to call out to God. You know, a lot of people say, like, oh, I'm waiting for God to call me. I'm waiting for God to. No, step up, step up, declare it for yourself. Say, I believe God is going to touch me. I'm calling out to God. I'm praying. I'm fasting. I'm stepping out in faith. You know, we have to, we cannot become lazy and just sit there and wait for something to happen. We have to make it happen. And I promise you that God will honor your faith. But you have to declare victory over your life. You have to declare all these blessings and promises that the Bible has. Declare them over your life. And I promise you that you will see the end result. You will see a fruitful result because God always comes through. God always comes through. And when God says he's going to do something, when God says something is going to come to pass that thing is going to come to pass. You know, it's a beautiful thing to trust in God. It's a beautiful thing to see God's creation, God's nature. It's a beautiful thing to see the human individuality. And lastly, it's a beautiful thing to see the best evidence for God, which is transformed lives. And with that, I want to end this second episode. And I just want to remind you guys that this is a start of a new series. This was part one. I'm very excited to share part two and part three. So tune in next time. And thank you guys for listening.